buddy. Sorry about that. We dropped there. So let's just pick up right where, right where we left off. You had that yellow Volkswagen, the rabbit. Yeah. So the rabbit, uh, um, I got that as a hand-me-down from my grandpa and, uh, it was, it had probably three, four different colors on it because my grandpa kept grabbing rust proof spray paint and painting the quarter panel be red. The roof was white. The car was originally Brown. And so my mom found this Earl Scheib paint job for $29.99. And I went down there and just picked some just crazy color and got day lily yellow painted that thing. <laughs> that, that car was such a piece of crap. And, but it was just an absolute baller. It was so fast. It could four wheel drive. It could do everything except it couldn't start. You had to roll it down the hill and pop start it. It had no starter. It had no gas gauge. It had no radio. Uh, the door didn't even close. You had to wrap the seatbelt through the window. Yeah. Hold the door shut. <laughs> and so, one of the best stories about this car was a cop pulled you over. For, yeah. And gave you a warning for following too close to someone. And then he, <laughs> he, he had to push your car <laughs> so you could pop the clutch. I forgot about that. We got disconnected. I was trying to tell the story when uh, uh, we were, I don't know if you were there or not, but uh, there were two viewing parties of a WWF Royal Rumble. No, it was the all, it was the all-star game at Tad Geiger's. You talking about that? Was that? Yeah. So there was Geiger's and then I think another one was Scott Gaze. Okay. I wasn't at Scott Gaze. No, but there were two parties simultaneously and we, we knew about each other. And it was the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, and we, there was like a foot of snow, and we called each other up, and we're like, all right, let's meet at the front lawn at Roosevelt. And we get up there, and, you know, we're just snowball fights and stupid stuff, and then, uh, you know, Tad had a bla- you know, four-wheel drive blazer. He starts running laps around the front lawn, and Scott Gay had this Jeep with, you know, these big fat tires on it. He starts running laps, and I was like, hell with it i'm taking the rabbit out and i started running laps around those guys in the rabbit it was tearing it up so i remember you driving down grand avenue trying to race tad in the dodge shadow to like mcdonald's or something on friday night all-star weekend or saturday night driving in the opposite lane my doors flying open it was horrible i don't know if i've ever been scared that scared in my life I, you know, it's funny you say that because every once in a while I will think about, you know, the stupid driving I did back then and it just scares, you know, I just, I can't even think about it. Yeah. And I, and I've blocked out 90% of it. I only remember 10% of it. it. You know, I don't even remember that. I remember that. But, uh, and then you got, you, you had, so what you took up the Minneapolis was another beater. You had, uh, Sean Enloe's old yeah. Honda Accord. Yeah. Which that was hilarious. Cause that was a huge step up from what I had. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about those <laughs> Hondas is the engines ran forever, but the bodies yeah. were just not built to last no. that long. And this one showed it. Well, he had already jacked up the bumper and, on it and then, like so my parents had you know this super old house with this weird side entrance garage and i was backing out of there one day and i don't even know why i pulled in i pulled in just to see if i could 
and I backed out and you had two inches on each side and I caught the bumper and basically ripped the whole bumper clean off backing out of there. And so then I ended up tying it up with a rope or something. And, you know, so it looked terrible, you know. Well, I remember riding around with you in the wintertime and yeah. your, your fluid didn't work. And so yeah. you could not see out of these windshield, out of your windshield <laughs> and you would pull over and rub ice on it. And I'm like, dude. No, like you got to buy like a squirt bottle or something. It was, right. it was so bad. It was so bad, man. Like that was every, it was every morning, you know, cause it was freezing uh, and the, yeah. the windows were frosted over and I'm running last second because I would, I hated getting up for school. And so, you know, I just turn it on, try to crank the heat. And the second I had a two inch little hole in the windshield, that's how I drove to school. I couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was tough. But yeah, so I, you kind of described what you did for fun. Disc, disc golf is your, your jam right now, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You, you were always good at basketball and playing golf. You still mix those in at all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, golf's funny. You know, I, I play about once a year. Um, you know, the guys from Roosevelt that I talk to the most, uh, I, I want to say there's about six of us. The local guys are, you know, Pete Cartwright, Tag Geiger, yeah. Andy Pratt. And, you know, that's generally our foursome. Um, you know, Jeff Goodwin will come back and he'll play with us. And then, uh, and Dave Westland, uh, we, you know, we, we would do a Minnesota trip every once in a while. We do an Okaboji trip. Yeah. Um, Pratt usually would organize that. And, uh, you know, so, so we always were pretty good about playing, you know, a couple times a year, usually. Good, man. And, uh, I, I know what kind of music you listen to because we listen to the same thing, but do you listen to any of today's stuff or are you pretty, is that you like every so, other, every other people, person we've talked to where it's just not worth your I time. have a few different thoughts on this that one is, I think it's just partly the way the media has changed is our perception because you know, the only thing that's going to reach the masses are this, you know, giant corporate conglomerate, you know, type thing. And so I think there's a lot of good music. I just think a lot of it's niche and you got to find it on YouTube, you know, in small clubs, whatever. Um, you know, one guy that I found that I absolutely love is uh, Chet Faker. Uh, he's Australian. I have no idea how big he is, you know, in the mainstream, if people have heard of him or not. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, uh, I also, there's this kind of, a silly little uh, niche of mine was uh, um, there's some beatbox stuff on YouTube and they do the, like the loop station. Okay. Like, I'll watch I'll go on these rabbit holes of watching like world championships of, you know, beatbox loop, you know, stuff. And it's, it's pretty good stuff. Like it's interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, it's like look up Loop Station. That's a little more like the actual beatbox. I mean, there's there's a whole ton of that, but it's kind of I mean they're all kind of the same people. But the the Loop stuff where they digitize it and they kind of build uh, build things on these loops, you know, is is pretty neat because it's all their voice. Like every part of the song is simply their voice. Yeah. And, and you know, and they just they piece it together and build it. And then there's this uh, crazy guy who's become huge. This is. I want to see his out of St. Louis. This guy named Mark Rebele. And dude's a nut, and it's the funniest thing you'll ever see. But it's all him singing and a little keyboard and all the loop station stuff. So 
that's been kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. All right. So the, the inevitable question, and, and yeah. I don't, I don't know if, if I sent this along for you to study and prepare for, but I know you've probably heard me ask others. Sure. Um, you get to sit down to dinner with three people and they could be past, present, dead or alive. Doesn't matter. Who, yeah. Who, who so, are you sitting down with? This was easy. And people have kind of gone on this theme before, but uh, grandma's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, my grandma's around till I was, you know, 25, 26. So, because I remember her holding, uh, you know, my oldest son. I think I was 24 when I had him. And, and uh, but what I miss is. I didn't know shit when she was alive. So I didn't even know what to ask her and I didn't know what to listen to. Right. You know, and now as an adult, when you kind of figure out what you're about and you kind of figure out what's important, it's like, now I want to have that conversation. You know, isn't it crazy how we've gotten multiple grandparents? Like that's, yeah, that's an ongoing theme. One, because most of them are, are gone, but two, yeah, just how great they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with mine in particular, and I've actually had some pretty heated arguments with my family about this was, you know, my grandma was old school, man. She was keep the family together. You know, we all were together every Thanksgiving and Christmas. There was always a meal. The whole family was there. And uh, when she passed away, man, everybody went their separate ways. And, you know, I miss that. I miss the family stability. And it's a it's a train wreck now. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but that definitely happens, and you definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So that's one. Who are your other two? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I had four. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's cool. There's always Rattle room at the table, up. right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, Elon Musk came to mind right away. Just I like the guys that just are coming up with stuff that nobody thinks of, you know. Uh, it's kind of a – uh, a cheap one, but uh, David Goggins, you know him? David Goggins, uh, the actor. He, so he's more like a motivational guy. He was he's been on Rogan some. Um, okay. He holds world record for like pull ups and stuff like that. He's what? a marathoner. Um, the guy's crazy. His story, you got to YouTube him sometime. You, I mean, I could watch hours of his stuff. That he he basically was this fat guy depressed sitting on his couch he was uh like a pest control guy and he just one day decided this isn't who i want to be and now he's just shredded he can run like 100 miles no problem but he'll run it on broken ankles and not care he just dude he's crazy the the stories about him are just he is on a level that's insane i mean you just you can't even describe like what he can persevere through pain wise, just, you know, anything. So motivational wise, he's, you know, he's as good as they come. And then, I, uh, I don't know how I haven't heard of this guy. Yeah. It's, you know, so like, uh, uh, Jeter was saying that, uh, uh, you know, I'm mostly a podcast guy. I listen just hours and hours, you know, so I've been trucking off and on here the last few years and, and, uh, yeah, I got a lot of windshield time, you know, right, right. six, eight hours a day and stuff. Uh, you know, Rogan brings him up. I mean, every other episode, he'll mention his name. It seems like, um, even though I've gotten away from his podcast a little bit, it's been, been quite a while since I've listened to him regularly, but yeah, definitely checking him. Um, another guy that you'll love this name, Mike Leach. Oh yeah. 
the, <laughs> he's the a pirate. Maniac. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he'd be pretty fun. And then, uh, but another guy that I think is fascinating, um, and I wish his podcast was more current. I'm not even sure what he's up to anymore. Is uh, Malcolm Gladwell? Um, he's written some books, and everybody listening will know exactly what he's written. I can't even think of a title right now, but uh, but he did a podcast called Revisionist History. And he'll just go back into like stuff that we think we know perfectly. We were taught this like Boston Tea Party or uh, Brown versus Board of Education or something. And he'll go, you know, this is what you think it happened, but this is what actually happened. He'll go back, do crazy research and just throw like literally it messes up your entire thinking of what you think, you know, because you have literally thought for 30 years, like I know what happened here. I was taught this. I know all about it. And then he'll just shake it up and go, dude, that's not what happened. Well, yeah, you did. You didn't necessarily think that you were taught that, right? Because it was fed into you, which came from a textbook and bingo, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole in itself, but his podcast in particular is very well done because I think he's, I think he's very thoughtful. I think he's, you know, universally respected and I think he does the work. I think he does the research, you know, to really make his case. It's not theoretical. It's not a hypothesis. It's like, you know, you go to historians like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what all the documentation shows. This is what people testify to. This is what all the books say, you know? So. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah. 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 Like I said, if you listen to podcasts at all, revisionist history is incredible. Um, you know, they're pretty short episodes all in all, and they're a few years old now. Um, like I said, I, I'm not sure what he's up to currently. All right. So you went to Merrill also. And yeah. It's, it's been kind of a common theme. I want your opinion on Merrill. All right. Um, Merrill was interesting because, you know, we were talking about high school. I, I thought Roosevelt was a lot less significant to me than um, elementary and junior high. Really? Um, yeah, because uh, part was, you know, I grew up right across the freeway from uh, from Roosevelt and Hubble. Um, that little retaining wall on the 42nd Street exit on yeah. the south side of the freeway there. You know, that was my house growing up when I was little. And so I walked across the bridge to go to Hubble, you know, as a six-year-old. And so about third grade, uh, my mom ended up marrying, uh, you know, my stepdad and end up moving down to Waterbury Circle. And so I switched to Hanawalt. And so a lot of those Hubble kids, you know, ended up going to Callanan. Yeah. And then all the Hanawalt kids went to Merrill. But then that's where I met kind of like you guys that were up on the northwest side, you know, a lot of the Windsor kids. Yeah. Um, you know, we meshed there. And that was cool because those two years at Hanawalt, you know, I never really quite, you know, I mean, I got along with everybody. Um but, you know, all those guys kind of, you know, they had their own groups. And, and so me and Miles, you know, we were outsiders and, uh, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, it took us a little bit to, you know, find a, find a group. And, uh, and then right on our street, you know, we didn't live close to anybody. You know, the, the people I met right away were mostly girls. And, you know, so I didn't, until I met you and Pete Cartwright, you know, uh, you know, and then, I don't remember, you know, Tad geographically didn't fit in there, but, you know, we yeah. became friends with Tad and, you know, I, I mean, I don't Victor Webb was part of this group, you know, like all the guys that, you know, we're playing basketball with, I think is really where we all kind of connected. Yeah. Oh, Victor Webb. There's a name. 
too. I love Victor. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if we can get him on the podcast, but. I hope so, man. Yeah. I think Vic's up to other things these days. Yeah, I haven't. I know I had him on Facebook. I haven't looked him up in a while, and uh, you know, no idea. But the uh, no, it's been it's been good memories, man. I to uh, to hear uh, uh, Julian and uh, Matt Jeter, and, uh, and I look forward to hearing. You. I'm sure you'll get Don Tontrell on there and stuff. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off because I keep thinking about when uh, uh, when when Jeter was on. Uh, I remember him. No, no, no. Hang on. This one, the Jeter story. It was uh, Julian and Dontrell were in Costanza's class, and uh, and they taught me about ashy skin. <laughs> I, I, I never, See, I never known about ashy skin if it were for those two. You don't just go to Roosevelt for the books. Exactly. Did they hand you some cocoa butter? Oh, dude, they were They would argue every day about the stupidest <laughs> stuff. It was the funny. I mean, honestly, it's my favorite class ever. Was listening to those two, and then no, the Jeter story I was kind of I was going to tell was uh, when I was delivering pizzas in high school. Uh, I was on Jeter Street down, and I think he was like around like 16th and Forest or something. And you got to remember back then, this is when Domino's and Pizza Hut were like, nope, red zone. We don't deliver there. Yeah, too much crime, and so home team was the only place that would deliver down there. And so one day we're in Miss Robinson's class. I remember she kind of taps on my shoulder, and I didn't know him that well. You know, we were you were kind of acquaintances, you know, but we weren't like you know buddies or anything. And he just goes, "What are you doing down on Gillette Street? You know, at eleven o'clock at night or so? <laughs> like I was lost." <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, you know, a couple things. One is I was like, you know. I love that, you know, that, that I know these guys and I'm comfortable down there, you know, cause I worked with guys that were not comfortable delivering down the hood, you know, and that is, you know, probably the biggest thing I took away from Roosevelt was, you know, just, uh, you know, that cultural interaction, man. I, I, there weren't lines like that to me. Yeah. And, and I've explained my side of Roosevelt too, and being able to, to interact. The only thing that I kind of, wish had happened sooner is we kind of missed out on uh, some of the, the Mexican Mexican migration. So there wasn't a lot of Mexican kids at Roosevelt and that would have been cool. We had a, we had a a Mexican um, student foreign exchange student, Rodrigo Cejudo. He was huge into basketball. Yeah. Rodrigo Cejudo was his name. Great guy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Loved, loved his Phoenix sons. He was uh, a, Huge basketball fan. Yeah. Eduardo Nahara was his guy. And for obvious reasons, but it was, it was great, man. It was great. He loved basketball, but I wish, I I wish we had gone. I don't want to say I wish we'd gone later, but I wish we had been a part of uh, more of the Mexican migration. So we could have got some of that at school too, because man, Mexican people are cool as hell. I love them and and not being able to go to school with them kind of missed out. And that's, that could have filled, um, I don't want to say fill a void because there was no void, but it would have been just a, another. Yeah, for sure. A, another um, group yeah. of people to, to, to acclimate to, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. The one thing I do remember is uh, a decent amount of Vietnamese kids that, you know, I was friends with. Um, there was one, of course, I don't remember any of their names uh, other than Win. you know, I remember Win. First name Win, uh, last name Win. Right, we just right. we called him Winger. He was that guy was awesome. 
might, yeah, that might, but one of them lived right across the street from my dad, and and I remember going over to their house, and I walk inside, you know, and there's ten of them, you know, sitting there together, and and he's the only one that speaks English, and so they're all jabbering away, and I have no idea what they're talking about, but they all start pointing at me and laughing, you know, <laughs> I'm ten years old just sitting here, kind of like, all right, this is this is a little weird, you know, a little uncomfortable, but you know, that's how you got comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, when you're ten, it's easy though. Yeah, yeah. No, Wh- for, sure, for sure. Winger was Winger was awesome. That dude was so smart. And I'm I'm just gonna use this to talk about him. I I would have no way to find that guy today. But do you remember in gym class, like Bruce Lee was one of his favorites. He would do like finger push-ups. Yeah, and yeah. push-ups with like one finger and one behind his back. Like the dude was little, but he was so quick. And he played yeah. on the basket. He played on the basketball team, right? So. I remember we had this play called Lowrider, and he'd be at the top of the key, and he hadn't been playing basketball for very long. So he's looking down, watching himself dribble at the top of the key, yelling, Lowrider, Lowrider. <laughs> it, it was a great time to be alive. This- you know who I just thought of? What name popped in my head as you're telling the stories? Somkit? Does that sound familiar? No. There's- Dude, the funniest dude I've ever met in my life. He was just this little dude. Oh, I wish I could remember his last name. I think his first name was Somkit. And see, he sounds like the character you're talking about, like just an absolute character. And I've never laughed more than that dude. Uh, somebody's got to fill in the blanks on this because my memory is not what it used to be. Yeah, I don't remember that name, but Winger was just such a good dude. And I know he yeah. he wanted to go and be a doctor, and I have no way to know if that that worked out for him or not. I, yeah, I sure hope sure. it did, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, it'll be interesting to see if you do track down some of these, you know, long lost ones. I hope so. So throw me a couple names. Who would you like to hear on the pod? Uh, the one that popped in my head first and foremost, right away was Keisha Hunter. Um, I adore Keisha and I wish yeah. we talked more. Um, you know, last I know she was in Houston um, I remember sending her a message because I think somebody back home wasn't doing well. I was in the hospital and, you know, and I reached out and said, hey, if there's anything I can do. And then and then I missed her response for like two days, you know, for whatever reason, got lost in the Internet. And, and I finally, you know, saw it and I felt bad that, you know, we didn't we didn't correspond much after that. But, uh, you know, she's fascinating. I, I just think uh, I think she'd have a lot to offer. Um, you know, I had to send her a personal message because sometimes you can see what people are like such and such replied to. Yeah. She is not afraid to fight. Uh, if you no. Oh, no. On, on Facebook, you see her arguing with dudes on like a yeah. TV, TV station XKY in Houston. Yeah. She's jumping in the middle and arguing with people. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And it's, it's not like once or twice a month. It's like, she's going, she battles every day in those little chats. And I'm like, Oh, Keisha, I'm like, just be careful because there's some crazy people out there. Yeah, I, I honestly sure. sent her that message. And I was like, I Man. hope I hope this comes off the right way because I look at her like I would look at my grandma, like she's gonna keep me in line. Like I'm sure she'll not, be real happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I will not say certain things because I'm like, Keisha might see this. Like she's the one that's gonna keep me in check. Like I'm gonna I gotta watch long and say, I'm staying the heck out of this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's good people, and I'll definitely reach out to get her on at some point. Yeah, she's the best. The uh, you know, but it was interesting when you brought up Tom Baldwin. I was like, yeah, you know, he he'd be uh, on the older side, but boy, that'd be interesting. And then uh, 
And then on the flip side, you know, I got two kids that graduated from Rose. I, you know, that'd be totally selfish, but I would love to hear them in this format, you know, to hear some of the things that I might not hear otherwise. And, uh, and then, and then what's funny is there's a kid that my older son graduated with named Jacob Sanders that, uh, um, he's big into disc golf and I actually stayed with him down in Austin, Texas this year. Um, and he's just one of the more interesting guys, you know, that I've run into and he's living, you know, living a life and, you know, just, it'd be interesting to hear, you know, from people other than our class, I guess is what, yeah. you know, I, obviously our class would be fascinating to hear a bunch of them, but I totally yeah. agree. And I can promise you that I am trying, like it is a big yeah. deal to me to to go above our grade yeah and go yeah. below our grade and i don't i don't have any limitations um no i know you don't I the problem don't. is some some people don't feel like their story is worth listening to or they think they're boring which is so not true you know we've had no. we've had some heavy hitters on um that yeah. have done a lot of things a lot of traveling yeah. a lot of big things in this world but that's yeah. part of high school i mean I, it, yeah. I I love those people. I love their stories. And I, I, I just hope that others don't think that their story is any less significant and they hop on and just, just chat. Let's just talk and catch up. No, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, it's when I think about, you know, going back to like Joe Rogan, because I think he has a, a similar style to where he just brings on comedians and fighters. And I don't know any of these people. I'm not fans of theirs. But if I actually sit there and listen to them and hear their story and hear their opinions, I mean, I get sucked into some of them. They're yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely every, fascinating. Yeah. Everyone's got a story. It's just. Yeah. So if you're listening out there, don't be afraid to share. Like uh, For sure. There's no gotcha moments or anything like that on here. It's just a nice conversation and catching up with friends, yeah. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, is there anything you want to clear the air about? before we wrap this up? I was, you know, I was thinking about that. I, I definitely have my regrets from school. I think, um, I think, I don't think I figured out shit about life until I was probably 38 years old. And I remember just having a light bulb moment that, holy cow, I've let 38 years just spin by you know, just no idea, no goal, didn't know anything about myself, didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And, you know, and so I look back, I, I wish, you know, I wish I had more wisdom, you know, not that I should be guilty for not having it. Cause you know, hardly any of us do, but, uh, but then the other thing it's simultaneously, um, I think I learned a lot of empathy for other people. And I look back and, um, I was talking to, uh, Scott Olberding. And he's in disc golf. And so we'd chat every once in a while. And he goes, you know, because you were an asshole in high school. <laughs> and I, and it didn't like hit me because he was right. I knew that, you know, but I just, I thought, boy, I wish, uh, I wish I had been a better person to some people. And, you know, I have, I regrets for not caring more about people back then. You know, and I can't really comment to that because I, I was friends with you. So I don't, and if I did see that, I, I didn't see it, see it. Um, I just, I know how you treated me, which was, which was nice. Um, 
So if if he felt that way, man, he definitely has a right to feel that way. I, I, you know, I think I, you know, it, well, the funny thing is because we laughed about it. You know, I just I think there were people that didn't know me that I could have come off as kind of a shock jock or you know, kind of comedian that's always pushing that bar a little bit. And I think there are people that they didn't know me as well, you know, probably took it bad. But where I feel complicit is that um, I shouldn't have. Ex- I shouldn't have expected them to just take whatever I dished out. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I try to be a lot more careful with my words. I try to understand the consequences of them a lot more now. And I think that's probably my biggest regret. I think that's mature of you to say. Um, and I can, I can appreciate that. And um, don't be too hard on yourself because, you know, we were technically kids back then. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, appreciate you on having you on. Uh, it's nice to catch up. You know, it, it had been yeah, too long. Me too. Um, yeah, we've for caught sure. up just a little bit through Messenger, but it's definitely yeah. a lot better to to hear your voice because it's been a long time and and to chat it out like always. And you know, we'll have you on again in the future. No, I appreciate that. I, I look forward to it. I really like the format. I love the idea. I'm actually completely jealous that you thought of it and executed it. And uh, I think you're doing a great job and I think it provides a, a, you know, something for all of us. I mean, the people that have said, you know, they don't just listen to one or two, they're listening to all of them. And, you know, I fit right in there. I had to jam in the last two right before we got on. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that buddy. And it was good catching up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care of yourself, man. Take care, Justin. You too, buddy. All right. Later. Bye.